bag of red hots. <laughs> Is this ASMR? <laughs> mm. You know what else was red hot? <laughs> what? So I had a red hot movie watching week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. Yeah. Um, I so. Bruin Film Society is this really cool organization on UCLA campus that does, like, all these advanced screenings um, for free for UCLA students, which is, like, the nicest thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, last week, on Sunday, I saw Waves. On Tuesday, I saw Honey Boy. On Wednesday, I saw Jojo Rabbit. And, um, yeah. That, wow. That was my week. That's incredible. I, um... Since our last episode, I went to a few screenings during the Heartland Film Festival, mm-hmm. which is the like the film fest here in Indianapolis, and Very cool. they got some really really great movies this year. Um, I was kind of surprised, but I wasn't able to go to a ton of them, so I kind of was able to like really space out the movies that I saw. Um, between the film fest and just other releases happening in theaters. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have it, like, as quite packed in as you did. But we haven't really, like, talked about these movies. We haven't really caught up with each other through these movies. And just because of mental health, we both have not been really sharing reactions to these movies. Yeah, so that's what this is for. Thank you, Depression. You saved it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, God bless. Yeah, so we're just gonna take a little wrap up on some indie films that we think you know might definitely have some impact on awards season. Um, stuff that we've seen yeah. that you know, I, a lot of people actually don't get to see across America um, until much yes. later and in the season. Both... Yes, we are both in places where we can see these movies that um, might not have even come out wide release in theaters yet um or that people like you know like younger sarah's in little arkansas Mm -hmm. might never get to see in theaters um so yeah yeah we just went we're in a great place to be we're yeah we're feeling very privileged and blessed um for sure yes Uh, the film privilege is real and we um fully fully recognize that So, there are three movies in particular that we are going to discuss, um, that we have both seen, and then we each have a movie that one of us has seen that the other one has yet to see, Mm -hmm. that we're going to get the other one hype about without spoiling it, um, and then we have just agreed to not discuss The Lighthouse, because why would we? Well, because... (laughs) Well, you haven't seen it. I haven't gotten to see it, because I am broke, so most of my screenings have been, um... Free ones. Yes. And, yes. um, yeah, I, I, I can't buy a ticket to the lighthouse yeah. right now. I'm sorry, guys. I love Robert okay. Eggers. It very much seems like my kind of thing. I mm-hmm. don't have the cash, so. Yes. And I just hated it, so. <laughs> <laughs> I really I hope mean, you feel differently, you but know, it's I, okay. I was, I was worried I wouldn't have the money to eat if I went to the lighthouse, um, mm-hmm. in my weekly budget, but then I was like, oh, I wouldn't want to after that. 
because I hear that there's some. Yeah. It's just a really gross movie. Well, I feel like everybody else loves it, and I'm like the only. I don't know. But we are going to discuss Waves and Jojo Rabbit and Parasite. Yes! And we are going to spoil. We're absolutely going to spoil those. So oh if you haven't seen those, or if you have not the ability to see those currently, maybe like see them first because we're going to discuss these movies. Yeah. I mean, but. You know, if if you can't, we understand. Yes. Um, no shame. No shame. We've been there. No shame. We, yes, we have been there. But, um, let's just, like, let's do it. Let's, let's just, just talk movies. Jump I feel like it. it's been a while since you and I have just been like, let's talk about the movies we've seen lately. Yeah, I miss you. Aw. I miss you too, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I am. I am. That's I, good. Uh, Little, maybe a little TMI we, for our audience, but I think <laughs> I think my uh, my depression and my antidepressants have been like set perfectly to the right dosage, and so I felt mm-hmm. really great the past week. And yeah, so great. So woohoo, meds! I love that. It's not TMI. Let's just like talk about those things. Yeah, yeah. I'm going back to therapy in the next couple of weeks. Yes. So we uh, we took a little break for some reasons. But we're gonna go back, so yeah, let's yeah, love get it. Get this therapy bread. <laughs> let's do. It. I hate myself. I hate it so much. Let's get Don't nobody this tell my <laughs> emotional healing. Please, please, nobody tell my therapist that I said that. <laughs> God, I can't imagine if let's my therapist listened to let's... our podcast. Like, oh yeah, I love my therapist because she did ask me. Because I talk about this podcast sometimes in therapy, and then she's like, oh, can I listen to it? And I just said, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and she's very respectful. We love her. So it's yeah. A, um, a boy asked me about mm-hmm. our podcast, mm-hmm. and I was, and he was like, if I was going to start, but like, try not to be creepy by listening to a ton of you talking. Um, <laughs> What episodes would you suggest? And I was like, no. <laughs> um, no, but on this audio podcast, you guys can't see the look of absolute terror. I was like, I was like, what if you, I was like, um, and I picked the ones with like guests that talk more than me. <laughs> yes. I was like, pick the ones with our highly esteemed guests. Yeah, I was like, there. <laughs> what if you don't though? Oh. Um, that is on, on the flip side, I have like a link to our podcast, um, wherever I have a dating app profile Oh my god! <laughs> just for the self-promotion, not even to be like, Hey, look, this is like a thing that I do. Look at how great I am. But just to up our numbers. No, you literally do. <laughs> Sarah sends screenshots all the time to a group chat of she and yeah. me and our friend Zoe and, uh, yeah. she's like, look at what I did, and some guy's like, should I listen to your podcast? She's like, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Please give us the listens. Please <laughs> give us the clicks. Give us the views. We need all of it. Thank you. And then I'm like, patreon.com forward slash cinema rolls pod. <laughs> also give us your money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the only reason I use dating apps. <laughs> we stand. Oh, so waves. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's get into it. So it's been like nine. Speaking minutes. of beautiful, heartbreaking love stories, Holy it's okay. Crap. I was listening to the most recent episode of the We Are Rotten podcast about Halloween Town, and it took them 
like 30 minutes before they even said the movie title. So we're fine. <laughs> we're, we're fine. That's a call okay. out, guys. Yes. <laughs> Please come back on the show soon. Thanks. Okay. Um, yeah. So I saw Waves at a Bruin Film Society and A24 screening. I did get stickers. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. My, my obnoxious ass film heart was crying. Oh my gosh. Um, I got stickers I'm and a pen. I'm an A24 stan. Ugh. Yes. I am. Um, I, my experience, I'll say like the very quick like version of this because I know that you, Hanlage, have already heard this story because of how upset I was about it. But, um, so I had like my, my friend Kara and I had free vouchers to go and see a film at Harlem Film Fest. We chose Waves. We went to Waves, um, and they didn't explain very well how the vouchers worked, but basically we had to get in a, like, physical wait line um, because it was super sold out, but they knew that they would probably have, like, more tickets um, available, and so we had to wait in this line, and we waited in this line for an hour and 15 minutes to make sure that we got in. There was a man sitting in front of us in line, and we were second and third in line, and then there was a guy behind us, and then the guy behind us, he had a booklet of vouchers, which just means that because he um, did, like, journalism for his university, that they, like, got him, like, a booklet of vouchers to be able to go and see movies. So he didn't pay for this booklet of vouchers, and yet he sold one of his vouchers to the man at the beginning of the line for 15 bucks which is more than just a ticket to the movie would have cost and he had absolutely oh no qualms about doing so yeah so he like sold this like ticket to the or this voucher to this man who didn't know what he was doing to be fair like he was just like oh like can i pay you for this and he tried to like he was like here i'll give you this voucher and then this man's like do you want me to pay you he's like well you don't have to but if you wanted to that'd be okay and I was like, oh, this is awful. This is evil. And so then he sold this like t- this free voucher to this guy that he didn't even pay for himself. And then someone came out of the movie and said, I have an extra ticket to Waves. Who would like it? And the man was waiting on two people. So he couldn't just take it and go in himself. So the boy behind, and then me and Kara already had vouchers. So the boy behind us just took the ticket and went. So not only did he get $15 that he, like, didn't, like, like, he just got $15, he also got an additional free ticket to go and see this movie. And then the old man was apparently saving two spots for these two people. So when they got there, they cut in front of us in line. So we went from being the second and third to in line to the last two people in line. Mm-hmm. But eventually we got in. And then we watched Waves and I cried. Me too. The end. <laughs> so I saw it alone, which, oh. Oh, no. I, I think I needed some uh, some, some support there. Some support. Yeah, um, it's okay. I'll give you support right now. Okay. Um, let's talk about, like, so for those of you who don't know, which I am kind of um, upset that I, because I feel like the trailers did a really beautiful job at showing how beautiful the movie is without actually revealing how chaotic and messy and crazy or, or like the what is, the like what the way. layout or what it's of the about movie yeah is. or even like yeah the format. but i did yeah and i did um i just did the like i had made the mistake of like reading about the plot of the movie beforehand which kind of like oh like that just gave everything away a little bit mm-hmm. um 
and I wish that I hadn't done that. But it is just about a family who tries to heal after a tragedy. Um, it's a little deeper than that. It's um, it's much so, deeper um, than that. I would say um, because that's that's what the blurb is on IMDb, right? And that's the right. only thing I read. I didn't even watch the trailer. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I watched that trailer like ten times a day for the entire week. Well, I did it on purpose. I was like, movie. I don't know, I don't want to yeah. know anything about it because the last mm. Trey Edward Schultz movie I saw was It Comes at Night, and yeah. from the trailer, I had a horror expectation, and it's more of a tense family drama. Yeah. So I wanted to go in completely blind. I was like, you know, I think that'll be the best. Yeah. And um, it's it's about um, <clears throat> it's this family um, that um, their son starts uh, getting he gets injured wrestling and um, starts using pain medication. Um, and basically uh, between that and the pressure of his girlfriend um, getting pregnant, he starts spiraling into, uh, you know, one bad decision leads to another, and it ends in um, in a tragedy. Uh, and mm-hmm. he goes to jail. And then um, his it's the second half is about his sister learning to forgive and become her own person. Um, I think. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the broad overview. Uh, so do you want to do this yeah. chronologically? Uh, I don't know. It's hard because like it really is a movie told in two parts. Like there mm-hmm. are two obvious halves. To this film and I the first half breaks you and absolutely shatters you yeah and then the second half takes its time putting you back together agreed um and like takes time helping you with the healing and um I wasn't ready for that I was not ready for the two such distinct halves mm-hmm. that really did seem like two very different movies even just like cinematically um the first half with its like like night shots and it's neon lights yeah and it's like and it's absolutely beautifully stunning cinematography but like really working so, with those like yeah so the camera motion scenes. yeah the camera motion in that first half i think is what defines it from the second half yeah um, a lot of it is very like spinning like kind of whip pans mm-hmm. and a lot of moving camera and uh it's completely different from the way the second half is done uh, which I oh, think yeah. is brilliant because you're kind of getting this sense of like being trapped in someone's body as mm-hmm. as the camera turns like that, yeah. um, or just like being frantic, I guess, like looking around at yeah. stuff. And um, all through Tyler's half, you do you feel very like claustrophobic and like things are closing in on you. And um, the w- the way the camera moves, mm-hmm. I think, defines it, um, makes it absolutely just it, it's panic inducing the whole time. The, yeah. your, the dread is building constantly. Every time he cracks open his little pillbox and takes a pill. Ugh, um, yes. Every time he, you know, and, and then he gets, starts partying more and more frequently and more and more frequently. Mm-hmm. And, ugh. Well, even, like, I feel like one of the best uses of, like, of cinematography, but also coupled, at, of course, with the incredible score of this movie, mm-hmm. um, that just like induced so much tension was his like wrestling match yeah where we as an audience know that he just went to the doctor and that his doctor says i don't know if you can handle even one more match like you need to get surgery like you need to have surgery right, you right. need to get your your shoulder fixed and we as the audience know 
that that's going on and we know that Tyler knows that that is going on but he hasn't told his coach he hasn't told his parents who you know like especially his father yeah Sterling K Brown yeah plays his dad just incredible always a huge element of the film but like he hasn't told anybody and that tension of him going into this wrestling match against this opponent who also doesn't know that he has an injury and who's just doing his job but like yeah i don't know that tension of knowing like he's about to get hurt like this is about to be very bad and the way the sound design is used in that match is insane in insane. insane the like how it like how you really are in his mind yeah right there you start whiting out when he hear him yeah yeah when he's in like we hear him breathing Mm -hmm. yeah like oh my gosh and even and then like to bring that back like it's like it's a wrestling match okay like there's tension in that and then later the tension in that like climb like the climax in the fight with him and his ex girlfriend, mm-hmm. like that same sense of like oh something bad things is are about getting to out of control, the yeah. whole time. Oh the tension in that first half, I can't. <laughs> yeah, like I think I was like clenching my butt cheeks the whole time. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, what's about to happen? I'm scared. Like oh my gosh, the um so beautiful though. I mean the first party scene. Um, where he's still having mm-hmm. fun and he's with his girlfriend and all that um, mm-hmm. is all so fluid and it's yeah. whip panned to one thing after another and um, you can sense in him the uh, propensity to take things too far mm-hmm. right there. Um, oh yeah. And I didn't know that that was where it was headed until he got pills out and I was like mm, oh, yeah. okay that's what this is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think is really relevant to kids these days, too. Like... Those kids these yeah, days. Yeah, okay, boomer. Um. <laughs> um, I just... Yeah, and, and we were talking about, like, that in the first half, but even, like, comparing it to, like, the fluidity of the camera in the second half. Like, how you have, like, you have these beautiful soaring shots of his sister, Emily... Um, right. riding in the car with a 24 uh baby lucas hedges yeah. who who's just in every movie indie god <laughs> he's, he's in so many movies um and like even um just in her half where they're so i don't know it just feels but it's, it feels slower yeah it feels more cautious I would say, um, yeah, it's different from the first, because the first, that camera movement is inducing tension. With her half, it's far more, like, sweeping and grand yeah. and um, extravagant. Yeah. And it's not as perspective-driven. It's more, um, like, it's broader. Yeah. But even still, like, the, even the, the so the wrestling match where, like, there's a moment where, like, all you can do, all you can hear is Tyler breathing. And then there's this beautiful which actually the, the film starts with this shot and then reintroduces it later in the film is emily on her bicycle um drive or like riding her bicycle down the road mm-hmm. and you have this again really fluid really beautiful shot with this beautiful warm sunlight and again you can only hear her breathing as she is mm-hmm. pedaling her bicycle um and just like how starkly different those two moments are mm-hmm. um is incredible. And then I just think, also, like, I think my favorite aspect about this movie, like most movies, is just the character exploration 
Absolutely. Um, the um, family relationship yeah. in this movie Ugh. is uh, such a yes, such a crazy um, deep part of it, and honestly, was the part that made me cry the most. Um, yep. Same. Too relatable at times. Um, yep. It brought back. Some <laughs> speaking of lovely therapy sessions, I might I just was, have to talk about this movie. Yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, yeah, uh, ouch. Um, yeah, no, but just that thing of like your parents pushing you to, um, you know, be your best and succeed when you're just a kid and you're scared mm-hmm. and you're you have fears and you make mistakes and yeah. you mess up and it feels like everything is forever and you know. Yeah. Everything is the end of the but, world. Genuinely. Um, it can be yeah, truly miserable. But, <clears throat> in, but it's wild because, like, in that first half, you see so much of their parents. Because yeah. it's true. Like, they are right on top of him. They are, like, constantly, um, like, be- overbearing on him. And then tragedy happens. And then afterwards, you barely see them in the second half of the movie. Um, there are some really good conversations in that second half, yeah. but with his sister, they almost overcorrect, and they completely pull back um, to the other, and she is able to, like, road trip across multiple states with her boyfriend without them realizing it, yeah. you know? Like, there's, like, she is never at home, you know, anymore, and then, like, when she mm-hmm. is, they don't talk to each other. When she is at home, they, like, they live in separate rooms they're all breaking down in their own individual spaces and not talking to each other and like that is the part where i was like oh no there's this really (laughs) powerful illustrative um there's a lot of discussion of grief in this movie um Mm -hmm. because the fact there's this scene where emily can overhear her parents arguing um and that yeah it hurts um and Sterling K. Brown is, like, asking his wife, you know, why she doesn't want to touch him anymore. And she's like, I yeah. can't even look at you. Every time I look at you, yeah. I see him. I'm grieving. Yeah. And that's the thing. Well, um, Tyler has been given a life sentence for accidentally killing his girlfriend. Um, yeah. And. Spoilers. Yeah. Did we say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think we've been, like, skirting around. That's what happens, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, there you um, go. <laughs> So he's been given this life sentence in prison. He's gone. Yeah. Um. He no possibility of parole for thirty years. He'll be an old man. Yeah. He'll be a boomer. I'm kidding. That's not how that works. Freaking boomer. Um, um. No, but so yeah. it's it's a grief. It is, and um. Yeah. That that's what this is a meditation on. You know, um, grief is awful. To, like I I related so strongly like personally to this movie like, um. I lost my grandfather in May and Mm -hmm. for a while there, my house was just unbearable because Mm -hmm. people dealing with grief don't know how to, everybody's journey is different. Don't know how to relate to each other. And you know, you're angry and life feels unfair and it can truly make things Mm -hmm. so miserable. And so Emily, like constantly being out of the house, like I related to that so strongly. Um, Mm -hmm. Because when you're a kid and you don't know what to do, I mean, sometimes all you can do is run away. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of this that I, like, just made me think about a lot of, like, past traumas and past, like, like, just incidences of, yeah, there's stuff that you deal with and how different people react to grief in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I don't know, and it was really, 
it was really beautiful to see how Emily dealt with this. Yeah. And how she, like, found somebody who knew who her brother was, who knew, you know, what he did, and who still was like, okay, but, like, I want to know who you are. Like, he... And the way that he just so tenderly wanted to get to know her he gets the most laughs in the whole movie by far yes he and he's there and it's not even that he's like comic relief because it's like just so goofy like it's just how he's gawky and awkward yes and just so yeah just so wonderfully awkward and it was it was just beautiful but even his experience i think that might have been um sorry i think that might have been my favorite lucas hedges performance to date i think so too like, yeah, hands down. And that's that's having seen Honey Boy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, but. I was about to say, and that's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was about to say, um, and that's having seen uh, Boy I think I think his character is just so, um, like. It's so subtle really good. And it's so good, yeah. Like a great, he's like a, you know, I think some people might say that like his subplot with his dad is um like like some people might say that's a little uh i don't know off track or off like like mm-hmm. it, it derails things but i think personally it's emily witnessing um what she knows she should do with her brother yeah oh um, yeah for sure because she says to him she because his dad has cancer and he's dying in missouri mm-hmm. and she says to him she's like you have to go say bye you're gonna regret it forever if you don't go say bye mm-hmm. and she knows that she needs to do the same with her brother. Yep. Ugh. Ugh, this movie. I, um, mm-hmm. I mentioned in my Letterboxd review how much I love when movies just bring out a sudden, like, aspect ratio change. Um, mm-hmm. I love it when movies do that. I geeked out about that for a little bit in our Captain Marvel episode. Um, but this film had three, had three of them, and the, like, differentiation just between the different, um, points of view in this movie, oh my gosh, Mm um, I don't know, I just, I just really, really fell in love with this movie. It is really chaotic, Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I thought it needed to be, sometimes I thought it was a little too messy, but either way, it still made sense, um, and it was a long movie, and I still gave it a perfect score. Yeah, me too. And it it didn't, for me, it didn't feel long. Like, it felt exactly how long it needed to be. Because I think it needed to take that time, like I said, in that second half. Right. Um, to put you back together. Yeah, because that's how healing works. I mean, I was blown away. I, Because, I, man, I did not see that coming. Um the loud gasp in the theater the moment his girlfriend yeah. hits the ground um, yeah. was as loud as the one in Jojo Rabbit that we'll talk about later. Oh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, not re- whole, I'm, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. The whole crowd got, yeah. got it. We were like, oh, no. Like, just yeah. in that moment, this mm-hmm. is what it's been building to. It gets yeah. silent. And you're just not expecting it to happen like that Mm-mm. and right then because you're just not. And, like, that's how it happens. Like, it's just all of a sudden and it's it's in a place where he, he doesn't even know, like, what he just did. Like, mm-hmm. he has a moment where he's, you know, he's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Wait, I'm so sorry. And then he's like, oh, wait. Oh, no. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and then he starts realizing, yeah, it's just, ugh. And then the way, the way that his his sister later on in the movie has a conversation with their father, which, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. my freaking heart, where her father tells her how he's been feeling, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, 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 we haven't been talking to each other. This is good. Please talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she tells him that she blames herself because she saw him and she didn't stop him and like yeah. oh my gosh and then even the relationship with her and her mom who we found out is like her stepmom and mm-hmm. like just the way that she oh my gosh everything i just played by <laughs> renee elise goldsberry from oh. hamilton so good um, it's just yeah. it's just so, so beautiful well even um like the tender moment between alexa demi's character um yeah who's tyler's girlfriend and mm-hmm. um and Emily, Emily before, yeah. uh, it, like, at the prom. Yeah. Or at the, at the dance I'm or so glad they included that. Yeah, just, like, a simple moment of her being kind, giving her some lipstick. Like, you're seeing yeah, into her. this girl who is clearly overwhelmed, uh, you know, a teenager mm-hmm. who's, who's made a mistake and is deciding that she wants to keep this baby and she doesn't want anything to do with Tyler. Um, yeah. Which Ugh. is her right to decide. Yeah. But it ends Even, in oh tragedy. Gosh, the, yeah, but that's that's one of... It just explores so much. It really yeah. does. It explores so much. And then, um, I don't know, I really, really loved Alexa Demi's character. Which, Alexa Demi's character was named Alexis. And that kept throwing me off the whole film. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just her name, but with an S. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was beautiful. And then even, like... The actual, just the parts in this movie where, like, that, the the two halves, like, being bridged together through, like, the, the like, perfect direction that comes mm-hmm. in this movie. The, um, the, uh, Tyler and Alexis, um, being in the ocean, in the waves, mm-hmm. like, where they're having a tender moment where, like, they're, like, so in love with each other. And then... It's Lucas Hedges' character and Taylor Russell's character in the second half swimming with a freaking manatee because <laughs> no, because why not? Yeah, and just and like they're they are there in the water and they are like so happy and so in love with each other, but it's completely different and like oh, uh, it's just absolutely. Gosh, what a freaking masterpiece! I, I mean, we would be if, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Sterling K. Brown, right? Because well, she's I just. Think, so good. I said Sterling K. Brown. That's what it is, right? Oh, I thought you said she. No. I said he no. is just okay. so good. The dad, sorry. It's FaceTime. Yes. Hey. Um, no, but uh, Sterling K. Brown portrays, like, very... Almost, I would say subtly, like, this mm-hmm. father who's tortured by... Um, who's not only tortured by what happens eventually, but just by the fact that he didn't ever, you know, he runs a construction company, but he doesn't necessarily feel like he, like, did everything he wanted to. Um, Mm -hmm. he pushes his son so hard, um, but, you know, Mm -hmm. all out of love and recognition of his potential and, um, but then in the end, you know, it wasn't worth it at all. And uh, that realization and grief that, you know, maybe it's partly his fault that his son is now, you know, 
in jail for life, uh, Mm -hmm. that realization coming upon him and him having to come back to forgiveness is so powerful of an emotional journey. Um, And every Mm -hmm. arc in this movie feels like fully realized. Yeah, I I think I also really love the um, mom's performance. Renee Elise Goldsberry's performance is mm-hmm. also I feel like it matches Sterling K. Brown's performance, but in just a very different way, in which she is a lot right. quieter and a lot of that like um, that like silent strength that comes from her as the mother in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, she has such a good like you just broke my heart face. She yes. really does. Like, she yes. has the perfect face for being like, I don't have to tell you you just broke my heart because you can see it on my face. My heart is broken. You did this. Yeah. Like, oh. She's a brilliant actress. Um, She's brilliant. Also, did you realize that Lucas Hedges' character's name is Luke? <laughs> no. What was the deal? Why they do that? I don't know what's happening. Luke and Lucas and Alexa and Alexis. What's going on? Who knows oh. anymore? <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I loved his performance. But mm-hmm. all in all, I just think that if Taylor Russell and Calvin Harrison Jr. do not get the same kind of hype that all the rest of these A24, like, white boys of film Twitter get Uh like if they don't get as much hype as they get i'm gonna start a riot like Uh, i think that i think that taylor russell really stands out here oh she's probably my favorite performance of the film like even even beating kelvin harrison jr which is is incredible but everybody's Uh was but for me she was just such a standout that hers is so nuanced yes i mean stunning just yes whoo got me um yes yeah I, I, yeah i cannot i i can't believe how good this movie is and you know i'm kind of worried it won't get the kind of recognition that it de- it deserves and that makes me mad but yeah <clears throat> um it's it's perfection it really mm-hmm. really hit me um super hard <laughs> yep same um do we want to talk about another movie that hit both of us very hard? Which all of these movies hit <laughs> us very hard. We are beat up. I was about to say which one. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have been beat up by both of these movies. Let's talk about yeah. Jojo Rabbit. Let's start yes! with... Let's start with the shot that killed everyone. <laughs> okay. The, the shot where... Oh, my Let's, gosh. Don't start By our Lord that. and Savior, um, created by our Lord and Savior, Taiko Waititi, who... My. Um, heart <laughs> yes who my has angel, directed everything. such films as um the the only <laughs> say the only thor movie that matters yeah that's the key <laughs> which like am i i'm not wrong no right no, no. you're not um stop booing her good. she's right thank you um and then also hunt for the wilder people which just oh, and also one of my what favorite coming shadows. of age stories ever Yes, which I haven't seen that one. <gasps> my favorite. Yes, I love but it. But Hunt for the Wilder People is probably one of my one of my. It's in my favorite movies. What we do in the shadows oh, has he's just so good. A line delivery that has that made me laugh. I think harder than any other line ever. Is it better than the best line delivery of Jojo Rabbit, in which 
um, a what is was this rated PG thirteen? Mm-hmm. Or was it rated R? I don't ever know anymore because I know because they all seem <laughs> like, I can what see all, all of all them. Of so I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank goodness for being of age. It is PG thirteen. Okay, so and they use it their uses. One... F-word. They use their one f bomb the most perfect way, which you got. You just have to see it if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, if you haven't seen it, why are you listening to this? But it's just the most perfect use of an f bomb in any PG thirteen movie movie ever, and no one can tell me otherwise. Yeah. So this movie, um, I remember when the trailer came out, a lot of people were saying like, "This is a Ugh. bad time to be satirizing Nazis." I. Which, people who say that Listen. don't know what satire is. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think you understand the very definition of satire. It's for like, when things are bad. Um, yes, I want to, I would much rather, when the world is burning in a fire, as it is right now, I would much rather watch a movie that, in with nuance, very expertly makes you laugh in the midst of how awful things are yes then a movie that's like hello things are awful (laughs) yeah so and this movie i think taika people have said that the tone switching is a little much i think he balances it very Mm -hmm. well i think so too i think i think that this movie as great as everything about it is like i think the cast does an excellent job i think the cinematography is beautiful i think that the design like all of the production design is incredible but i this is one of those movies where i think that i have to chalk up like all of the success of like what makes this story work up to the director because his hand Mm -hmm. is in everything like and you can tell that he is just so like he is behind the scenes like working his magic on every single part of this movie and it shows yes so rather hilariously he uses a lot of these nazi characters um being (laughs) the exact thing the nazis would have uh would have attacked like as a joke yes um he he uses hypocrisy a lot um for instance, mm-hmm. dear Sam Rockwell, who plays a, a racist oh. that gets redeemed in every movie. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is his only trait <laughs> as a person. And Alfie Allen uh, are um, clearly gay uh, Nazi just, just officers, lovers. like very just gay. Like, <laughs> like there's all these shots where the crowd, the, the audience would be dying laughing because they're just like nose to yes. nose. Yes, like, it's just so great. So much it's sexual so tension. Um, yes. No, but... I've never shipped two characters more. Two Nazis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you love to see it. So, um, yeah, so you've got <clears throat> a lot of that, which is funny in and of itself, because, you know, you see that in every extremist movement that, mm-hmm. you know these people who tout these certain ideals rarely follow their own rules um, and usually mm-hmm. are are hating something maybe out of a little bit of insecurity uh, mm. or, uh, you know, fragile masculinity. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, the main character, Jojo, is definitely... Ugh. His journey is so the heart of the film. And at first he's genuinely unlikable, I would say. Um, 
he's oh absolutely i wanted to i wanted to kick that kid in the face yeah he's so dumb i mean he doesn't even understand what his nazism is like promoting he doesn't which and it's it's blind nationalism so it's you know from the eyes of a child he's just been fed this his whole life Um, which is such a beautiful choice on taika's part to make mm -hmm. a kid be that character because it just would have been way too on the nose to cast a grown man as that type of character because that just happens all the time like just yeah. grown men blindly following like like you said like just this blind nationalism where mm-hmm. it's just like oh you don't even know like what you're fighting for or like why you're so upset about things or whatever mm-hmm. and then Taika being like okay but we're gonna make a kid that and it's well, like it's, oh it's very it reminded me so it rang so true to, and I know you grow up, grew up in Arkansas, so you've probably had the same experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a really small town. Uh, there were yeah. almost no people of color at my school. Um, mm-hmm. And, there, I mean, people were virulent. Or virulent? I don't know. Why am I trying to use words I can't pronounce? Um, people were <laughs> Love that for you. really bad racist. <laughs> really bad! <laughs> no, people were so racist because they had never met the people that they were hating. Yeah. Like, they had mm-hmm. no empathy because they didn't see them as people. Um, that's so JoJo's experience. He, you know, is told by everyone around him that the Jews are bad and mm-hmm. um, that they're evil and they're monsters. And that's all he's ever heard, so how can he know any different? And when he finally meets a Jew and realizes they are human and mm-hmm. that they want to live just like all of us, um, he changes his perspective greatly because he has this empathy now. So it's his journey from ignorance to empathy. And it's really beautiful. Uh, I, I found that emotional journey to be so powerful, especially uh, just coming from where I do and having seen people who acted just like Jojo in the beginning. Um. Mm-hmm. And for that emotional arc to be displayed so perfectly in this child actor oh my gosh the way the way that he handles like as an like i'm talking about what's his name roman griffin davis yeah yeah talking about the way that he handles such big complex emotions that most adults don't even know how to face how how old is this kid he's like like, jacob tremblay this kid i well i I'm gonna say it right now, and I'm not meaning to compare people to other people, but, like, move aside Jacob Tremblay, because this kid is just, I don't know, like, the way that he is able to capture and then portray such complex, layered, multidimensional emotions and Mm -hmm. thoughts through his performance here blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Just absolutely blows my mind. In the ways, even in the ways in which he looks at, he, so he basically discovers that his mom has been hiding a Jewish girl, Mm -hmm. um, in their home to protect her, and is slowly finding out that his mother is part of the resistance, is part of the good side of history, Mm -hmm. um, and, which, by the way, we can talk about Scarlett Johansson in a second, but, um, he has discovered this Jewish girl up there, and in the ways, as the film goes, that he just looks at this girl and you can see the you can just through his performance see the struggle of him going I've been 
around people who have told me that these people are like are no good and Mm -hmm. that these people are dirty and that these people are not people but I'm looking at her and she is definitely a person and and she's definitely just falling in love and and I have little I have a little butterfly crush on her Mm -hmm. like whatever and like but the way that he portrays that as a child like yeah don't understand how did he do that it is insane he's only 11 years old the way he's 11 years old i just looked it up so oh my gosh that's incredible so with this movie and with the movie we just discussed waves with the movie that we're going to discuss parasite and with i think with both of the movies that you and i are going to talk to each other about i am so upset that the academy awards does not have a category for best casting director and i say this every year and i've said this every year for like the past like 10 years where Mm -hmm. i just don't understand because the casting director does so much to help in the success of a film and Mm -hmm. that the academy award also doesn't have a best ensemble award because yeah. and others do it. what the SAG Awards like, do is, is it SAG? yeah which in even the no well the um the, the film independent like the spirit awards has oh, a duh. ensemble award but it even does. then it's Love not them. really I know but even then it's still not really it's like it's very like honorary like it's very like mm-hmm. they get together and like choose it's not even an audience voting award so yeah. like even then there's a lack of that and so I don't know. I just get really, really upset about that whenever I see a cast work so wonderfully together, mm-hmm. like in all of these movies. And like Rebel Wilson as this, oh, Rebel Wilson yeah. as this goofy ass Nazi puppet lady who literally yes. just spreads fake news for fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, Which her character was just wild, and I loved every part of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, her character was so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And, um, but in a way where it's so ridiculous, you're like, oh, these people exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you're like, but this is ridiculous. The thing is, I guess that's the point of satire. So, like in the beginning of the film, JoJo is in like Hitler Youth training camp, literally like a Hitler training camp for children. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> and he's getting teased and bullied, and his imaginary friend Hitler played. <laughs> Played by Taika Waititi. Again, an incredible choice. It was so great. Um, (laughs) Now I'm thinking about, like, we're having unicorn at my place tonight. I know! Him, literally, the shot of him eating unicorn later in the movie. (laughs) Why? There are so many iconic lines in this movie that I think that we will just quote forever. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't... uh, There's just so... And, like, and not even... There's a there's a line where JoJo goes, I'm extremely into swastikas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember just dying laughing yeah. in this movie like, theater. I'm, which, I'm pretty sure uh, I'm a Nazi. I'm very into swastikas. I'm very into swastikas. <laughs> but so that incredible. moment too with Thomas and McKenzie is delivering with such uh, venom. Um, yes. you're not a Nazi, Jojo. You're not. You're a little kid. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. You like dressing up in a uniform and you want to be part of a club. You're not a Nazi. Yeah. That's probably so did true. You, did you ever watch Leave No Trace? No. Okay. 
Well, I hated it. <laughs> and I, I, I just, I wasn't a fan. And I know that other people were, and that's okay, and that's wonderful. Because I, I get it. I fully mm-hmm. get it. It's just I personally did not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in that film, I thought that she was absolutely freaking incredible. Mm-hmm. And I am so glad that in, the, like, this movie, I feel like this movie just... She was even better. She was Mm -hmm. just the way that she portrayed the humanity in her character. um, And it's so interesting. like, the toughness that she had. Well, it's it's so interesting because she's angry. Yeah. You know? She's so angry. It's not just, like, oh, poor, she's a poor victim and JoJo is the worst of the worst. It's, like, they're Mm -hmm. both furious with each other. Mm -hmm. Um. She's she's righteously extremely angry for what Jojo is purporting that people should do to her and her family. Um, mm-hmm. She's, you know, viciously mad. But at the same time, she has this empathy. Um, she sees that Jojo is falling for her and writing her letters from her fiancé who died. <laughs> um, yes. And she doesn't tell Which, him... another incredible line delivery where she's like my fiance died and he goes well that's weird who's been writing letters letters. (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yes Uh, there's so many great delivery in this movie um yeah so good um but she you know doesn't tell him she lets him continue writing her these letters and trying to say how Mm -hmm. he feels without um yeah without saying it because he can't even hardly admit it to himself but he loves her and mm-hmm. he, you know, if he loves her, that means she's a person. And that means that everything mm-hmm. he believes is a lie. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so just stunning. And then there are so many great reveals, too, or, like, gasp moments in this movie. Um, like, when the uh, Gestapo come and um, they're in the house and JoJo's getting interrogated about... Um, Jojo's getting interrogated, and Elsa decides yeah. to come out and uh, the pretend- tension. Yeah, and Elsa decides to come Sam out and Rockwell. pretend to be his sister who died. Um, yes, and that moment is so intense. But then you get where um, a couple moments later they're like, "Get your papers out," and she finds his sister Inga's papers, and they ask for her Ugh. birthday, and she gives it wrong. Yes. Um. But Sam Rockwell's character, because he's on their side, um, or because- Or he's, like, slowly piecing together. Because Jojo has been asking him, what do you do if you meet a Jew? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, like, he's, like, you can tell, like, his performance there is so incredible, because you can tell he's, like, looking back and forth, and he's, like, huh. (laughs) And so he, he, yeah, he, like, lets her by. And then when she goes, her birthday's May 7th. The whole class, the whole audience is, like, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many great Ugh. moments like that in this movie. Um, the, um, <laughs> JoJo's best friend, the little, like, little chubby boy, who <laughs> is just so cute mm-hmm. with his glasses, and he, at the very end, he's like, I just can't seem to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's such oh an incredible moment, because he just has this best friend, who also... Like, is very much not a Nazi. Yeah, he's not into it. He's just a kid who's he's been just... recruited by, into the army. Yeah, he's in Germany later, and, like, and he has to participate. Yeah, this kid literally is like, yeah, I saw some Jews. They looked pretty normal. 
Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and, and then, then when, when, uh, Jojo's like, I, uh, I met a girl. She's a Jew. He's like, oh, good for yeah. you. Yeah. It's so wonderful. He's like, I love that kid so much. He's like, good for you, Jojo. He's so cute. <laughs> I swear. I just want to be so cute. Little and like, it's just like, and when <laughs> he has to run around in his little paper uniform, because of course mm-hmm. the war is awful and they don't care about the kids. They yeah. And the Nazis kids. had no money at this and, point. No yeah, resources. And they were like, we're, well, yeah, let's send all of our children into battle. Why not? <laughs> and he's just like running around. He's like, I can't move in this thing. <laughs> He's like, I, he's like, I'm very sweaty. He's <laughs> like, so cute. So, so cute. And he really can't die. And then yeah, at the no. end, he's like, he's like, I gotta go home, Jojo. I, I gotta go see my mother. I need a hug. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I love him. I love that pretty bad time to be a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Also, it's like, just the, the supporting cast is so incredible. Yeah, so too. now we have I to talk they... about Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, we do. Because... We are annoyed by her, but she's incredible, right? Like, yeah. it's stupid. I mean, <laughs> yeah, she 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 kills it in this movie, period, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. If I didn't say that, yeah. I'd be lying to myself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even though she's I, not she... playing a tree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but um, but she, she gives a stunning performance as JoJo's mom, who just wants her boy to stop being a Nazi, but yeah. is still, like, loving through it, and who does just, like, love her kid and wants to, like, show him the right way through her example. And well, she then knows... there's that devastating... Yeah. Well, she knows that if he knows, then he's in danger. And kids yes. are stupid and cannot be trusted. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. The, so, the whole movie, Taika does this thing where he focuses on her shoes as she's dancing around... Um, and he walking. he doesn't know how to tie shoes, so mm-hmm. she's, like, teaching him on, like, his shoes, and then there's her shoes, and when she's dancing, yeah. Um, she yeah. has these very distinctive shoes the whole movie. And then, one Ugh. day, Jojo Ugh. is um, walking in town, and he walks, or he walks in into frame pop his mother's shoes where um, the traitors are hanging in the middle of town. Yes, which had already been set up at the beginning of the film, where he yeah. and his mother saw um, just the different traitors being hung, and how his mother even like had a moment where she focused on one of the lady's shoes, and mm-hmm. you know he's asking her questions about them, and she's like, they just tried their best or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they did what his they mom could. Has, yeah, like his mom has been gone for a little bit, and he just thought that she was out. You know, she's very busy. She's mm-hmm. um, helping um, the resistance part of the war, but he doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's just been at home. He's walking around town, you know, trying to just like, you know, he's just walking around, boop bopping around, and then mm-hmm. he just out of nowhere, especially for the audience, just out mm-hmm. of nowhere, he, like, the camera work there, where he, like, stoops down or something, and, like, the camera mm-hmm. follows him, and as the camera pops back up, he is eye level with his mom's shoes, because she's yeah. hanging. And oh it never, like, the shows her. in the theater was insane. Oh, my gosh. I, I, like, I did the thing where... <laughs> I wouldn't even call it a gasp, but, like, where, like, a sob got stuck in my throat. Like, where I just was like, oh, like, what? And I audibly just went, no. 
And then the guy next to me, complete stranger, looked at me and went, no. <laughs> I just was like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, that oh. I, I had my hand, like, over my mouth for yeah. probably a full minute. Oh, I instantly started crying. I instantly started oh, having well, to, like, wipe my cheeks, and then like, And then JoJo times. grabs his mom's legs. And, and he I just cries like, into her shoes. I was like, oh, and then no, he tries no, 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 Because there's the whole theme in the movie, because he gets made fun of by his friends for not knowing how to tie his shoes, and then his mom tenderly tries to teach him how to tie his shoes, and then he looks at his mom's shoe, and he tries to tie her laces, and he can't, and he just gets so frustrated, and he just goes back to hugging her feet and crying. So sad. I'm crying, Hamilton. <laughs> I'm not okay. That that was oh, no, so I, hard, dude. And I, I was can not actively a- see tears in both of our eyes right now. Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm okay. I don't think I'm okay. <laughs> I think I'm crying. So like this movie killed me. So that that moment, whew, that was when I was like, okay. Uh. So Taika has taken, um. He has I'm genuinely cried. He has taken this <laughs> material um, about the worst time in history, and he has not, um, he has not, you know, gone lax on what's happening here. Mm-hmm. The, it's not irreverent and disrespectful right. of it's what not, happened, yeah. because he's showing mm-hmm. that you know people died every day, yeah, uh, in Nazi Germany um, for trying to stand up for what was right. Um, it shows the danger. And, um, I, I mean, like, that cut me to the quick. I, I can't believe that this story and that this script came from his brain. Like, I can believe it, Mm -hmm. but I can't believe it. Yeah. Like, he really, like, he just he just found a way to make every single part of this story work, and it shouldn't have. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It, this movie should not yeah. work. It has no right. Like if you <clears throat> came to me and said, "Okay, get this: a child, a Nazi child, whose imaginary friend is Hitler, and he's got a Jew in his attic." What? Like, yeah. I, there's no there's no part of that that would make me interested, but. The way that Taika tells this story and the way that he never lets it go, like, he lets it go far for the satire, but he yeah. never lets it get out of hand just because so, of how much control he has over the chaos. So Ugh, the thing with that beautiful. is, like, so you watch his character as, even Taika, his character yeah. of Hitler is, um, yeah. is, the progression of him is incredibly well done. Yeah. In that they go from, he goes from being, like, this nice, happy, jolly, welcoming guy who's, like, super sweet to Jojo, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. you could imagine. It's his imaginary friend Mm -hmm. that's in his brain, and yeah. Yeah. He goes from that Um, to, by the end of the movie, he's, like, vicious and, you know. As Jojo learns what actual kindness actually is. And how the uh, Nazis actually are. He, like, is kind of legitimately threatening and scary in the final yeah. scene that Hitler appears in. Yeah. Um, because he's shot and killed himself. Um, yeah. So he's got, he's got like, yeah. the wound on his head. And then he's... Which is wild. 
Mm-hmm. And then when Jojo like, finds out where he's like, wait, Hitler's dead? Yeah. Oh, I knew him. So sad. Yeah. yeah. No, but he's like, he, he's like threatening. Yeah. He's like oh screaming yeah. at Jojo and is like, you're, yeah. you're an idiot. Like, I can't believe you and all this stuff. And just Jojo yeah. realizes like, this isn't what he thought it was. Yeah. And then he says, F off, Hitler. Yep. And, ugh, and it's beautiful. Kicks him through a window. It's beautiful. Incredible. Which is exactly what we should all just be saying, just constantly. Mm -hmm. This is, I think, which I I still, I don't understand even after having seen the film why some people don't. I I can understand if it's, like, the humor's not for you or, like, you, Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever. But, like, I, I don't understand why some people are seeing the film and still, like, kind of attacking Taika for this story, because mm-hmm. then I just am like, I just don't think he got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just think that maybe you just don't get what satire is. Yeah. But it's fine. Whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. This movie, I wasn't expecting it to hurt me in the way that it did, and yeah. it absolutely did. But then, again, in that, like, final scene where he and his friend, who happens to be a Jew... Just dancing in the street because the war is over and yeah, she can and, um, walk outside now. Scarlett and... Johansson has said previously, Ugh. like dancing is what people do when they're yes. free. Yes. Ugh, and that is just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, we loved it. What a great, what a great movie. What a great time. I cried. Let's talk about another movie where, where I cried because <laughs> that's the theme of this episode is just movies <laughs> that Sarahs have cried in lately. Well, they just moved me, I think. Um, yeah. So, we gonna talk Bong Joon-ho's Parasite. We promised you, Ayana, and we're here. Yes, baby! Um, we finally have both seen it. Uh, I think it's safe to say that our lives are forever changed. Yeah, so this um, is easily, easily, easily my number one pick of, uh, or my number one movie of 2019. Easily. Mm, it's not mm-hmm. even close. It is... I... Yeah. It's maybe the the best composed movie I've ever seen. It's again, it is perfectly directed. It is perfectly cast. The mm-hmm. and even like and it's incredible because um for those of you who don't know, this is a foreign language film or a non-English film and it yeah. is uh about a family who just slowly but surely ends up literally just living off of another super wealthy family and um kind of hoodwinking them into giving them a space where they um they run their home and they don't even realize it like the uh, the rich family doesn't even realize it like Um, a parasite they are the parasites yes whoa um yeah Um, it's almost like that name means something yeah weird how that yeah and yeah and it's just beautiful and poetic and just extremely well crafted mm-hmm. like I don't even know how because it really is this film is a work of art and it is well crafted like yeah it's just put together perfectly mm-hmm. Ugh. yeah and so... um and it transcends language because there are people who were just like even quoting parts of the movie that like are so iconic and uh, yeah uh, just... jessica jingle is the song of the year jessica yes only child yes, illinois yes, yes. chicago <laughs> yes i'm the classmate of your cousins 
Which is, I had seen that clip many times on Twitter before watching the movie, because you can't avoid it, because it's on mm-hmm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody on Twitter loves it, rightfully so. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, when I finally saw the moment in the movie, I was like, like, just chills went all the way down my body. I was like, yes, I understand. It's so I get it. Good. It's beautiful. So that's Park So Damn doing that, um, playing Ki Jung. And um, yes, she is literally perfect. Um, yes. I, I don't have a single bad thing to say. She, she seriously, um, as Jessica only child, Illinois, Chicago. Um, <laughs> yes. She is so like devious and intelligent and like cunning and just yes. everything she does has this tinge She's of humor to it. Genius. Well, everything yes. she does has this tinge of humor to it. Because it's almost like she yes. doesn't even take what they're doing seriously because she's, they are, they are a family on the bottom just taking full advantage of uh, the family on the top. There's a scene in which everyone and their mother is freaking out because a flood has happened and sewers are exploding mm-hmm. and homes are being filled with feces and she just sits on top of a toilet and smokes a cigarette as the toilet is expelling feces from it. Yeah. And she could not give a single crap about Mm-mm. what is going on around her. She's just so, like, I don't even care. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, if only I could be like her. If only yep. I could be she's, her. She's so, um, I, I mean, I loved her character. Loved her. Mm-hmm. Just incredible. Um. Yeah, so it starts with their son. Um, I'm going to try and get all the names. Y'all just... It starts with him. Um, his friend has a tutor job that he needs somebody to take over. And his friend is pretty wealthy. And the family that needs tutoring, the Parks, is also very wealthy. And um, so he... <clears throat> he gives Kiwoo this, uh, hip- this hookup. And then, um, so, then through that connection, that little, that one tendril, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the family, um, they begin to bring in more and more people. So they start, um, getting rid of the other, um, yeah. the other helpers around the house and, uh, mm-hmm. housekeepers and they start getting rid of these people that have been there forever, um, mm-hmm. in order to, uh, infiltrate. Uh, so it starts with, he brings in, um, his sister, um, he brings mm-hmm. in his sister, Kijung, and, um, <clears throat> she- To be, a, a, like, an art tutor, art therapist. Yeah. And yeah. she's hysterical, because all of her stuff <laughs> makes no sense. Like, no, and, she's pulling everything out of her butt, and, and Mrs. Park a single care is just it. gullible, and rich, yeah. and has never worked for anything mm-hmm. in her life, and so easy to trick- um, yes and she she just falls for it like that and she's like oh my goodness my son has like schizophrenia and he needs all this art therapy yeah. and uh mm-hmm. and uh ki jung is charging like ridiculous amounts and they're just making money hand yes. over fist and then the um you know as they get the fa- rid of the driver yeah they get rid of the driver yes. um because ki jung takes her panties off in the car and mm-hmm. um they the uh, they frame him yeah they frame him for being inappropriate and so they just um, and because 
the family is rich and they like don't want any bad appearances they just fire these people without telling them why yeah um, which i think is also awesome um yes because they can get away with it because of the family's own like concern for their self-image like, yeah yeah it's so it's, it's yeah. i mean they are their own undoing they're so stupid um because yes. then um so then they take out the housekeeper next which is harder because she's been there for longer um mm-hmm. and get the peaches the freaking yes. peaches this is the famous peach <laughs> oh my gosh so this is uh she's allergic to pieces peaches and um mr er, and key the mom key the dad mm-hmm. well no the dad takes the place of the driver right no but um, I'm, I'm saying the dad uh like oh yeah the dad tells like, them that sne- little sneaky yeah she has tuberculosis which the scene where he's rehearsing his script um and he's like super dramatic about it or whatever at, in their home and his uh-huh. son is like dad you're like up here you gotta break it down and yeah. he's like they're coaching their father on like how to pull one over and the dad's like i'm the original like like pull one over person in this family like just mm-hmm. let me do my thing <laughs> it's incredible yes well, that's especially funny. Um, I think, uh, I don't know if I saw this on Yana's Twitter or whatever or something, but um, the fact that that the older actor who plays um, who plays Key Take is uh, like a he's a big deal in Korea. Mm. Um, Mr. Kim, he's a mm-hmm. he's a big deal. Like he's he's a huge actor, and. Mm-hmm. Um, they said he would be like something like Robert De Niro, and then um, the guy who plays his son, um, who plays Ki Woo, is uh, like the Timmy Chalamet of South Korea. Oh my gosh, God bless. So it's so funny because it's like this new up and comer who's telling yeah. his dad how to act. And oh my gosh, yeah, it's God like bless. Bong Joon Ho said that that was like a joke, like for That's the incredible. movie. Like that that's it, incredible that that would hit with South Korean audiences. Um, so imagine like <laughs> Timmy Chalamet so telling Robert De Niro how to act. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh, I would love to see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so, that is such a funny um, piece of that. But um, yeah, those scenes. It's it's a heist. You're it's so fun. Yes, because it's a heist movie. You're watching these yes, people, but like not your are, average heist. Yes, they're it's heisting so a lifestyle. More, yeah. And a life, yeah. rather than yeah. you know money and um. Well, they're they're getting money, right. but they're 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 um, they're stealing a lifestyle that they could never attain. Yeah. yeah, and then the twist in the movie, or in the part where the movie to me makes it. So I, <laughs> this this movie is a horror film. Oh And my gosh. I thought that we were finished with Spooky Sarah, <laughs> and I thought we were celebrating Christmas now, uh-huh. but I guess we're back, and we're Christmas only is here all to get about family Sarah. once again. Great. <laughs> so I, um, I, what I was not expecting was to be scared of this movie, and the twist comes in when um, the housekeeper who they plotted and plotted to kick, get kicked out of the house so that the mom of the family could take over. Um, when she 
comes back frantic and you think, oh, she's going to, you know, she's gonna kill these people. She's mad because they took her spot or she's going to come in. And she's been homeless and she's gone crazy or like, why? Like, is she okay? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? And then she comes in and just runs down into the basement and the mom like follows her and she's trying to move the shelf out of the way and she's just suspended in air trying to like move the shelf and you're like what's mm-hmm. going on and then she finds a hidden door and starts running down into this labyrinth of a basement underneath the yeah. uh, home and her husband is down there and has been and living her there husband for... yeah yeah the whole time that she's been there has just been there because that family, like, wouldn't have, you know, allowed it or whatever. And she just has been feeding him and has been keeping him alive. And then there's just the added, like, creepiness of how obsessed he is with, like, the with Mr. Park. Yeah, he's crazy. And how, how much he, like, uh, like, I'm sure anybody would go crazy living like that. Yeah, no sunlight. Um, he hasn't seen the yeah, sun. Yeah, absolutely. He ha- yeah, he hasn't seen the sun in years. And then he, like, like... hate worships mr park and like it's just so the commentary of this film on the poor versus the rich but even further than that the fact that this poor family was able to hoodwink this rich family Mm -hmm. and then they almost had like a very um they had like a uh what's uh, do you remember that one movie about, what, what, that one scary movie, like, about, like, the roommate, in which she very slowly just became her roommate? Single white female, um, or the roommate? There's two. I think maybe the roommate, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, in which, like, she very slowly but surely just took her life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, in a way where she just very, was like, I am now you. <laughs> yeah. And, like, just this family very slowly but surely being like, this is our home now. And then they got comfortable and they're hanging out at this home while the actual residents of this yeah. house are on a camping trip. They get comfortable. They realize they are not the only ones that have been mooching off of this family. And then they get mad yeah. about it. Like, that the mom threatens to call the cops on these people who were doing exactly what her family is doing, which is just trying to survive. Right. It's about um, how, you know, um, they're, they're fighting the wrong person. Um, these two people, yeah. these two families in poverty are fighting the wrong person when they're fighting each other. Um, yeah. that's, I think that's what Bong yeah. Joon-ho is going for here. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they have been um, so blinded by gaining just a little bit of wealth um yeah because they think that wealth makes you a good person or mm-hmm. makes makes you you know above others um they've been so blinded by gaining this wealth that they decide to um they decide that the people even lower than them don't deserve anything mm-hmm. um and it's um. this it's that level of like foolishness that ends up being their undoing um yeah, and so then, of course, as with, you know, most plot lines like this, where they get comfortable, then the family goes, just kidding, we're coming back home. And they're yeah. like, oh no. And then begins the most beautifully choreographed dance in all of cinema, in which oh this gosh. family is scrambling around each other. One of them is trying to cook a meal. Uh, the other one is trying, like, they're trying to clean up clean, yeah. their mess that they've left around the home. They are also trying, 
at the same time to keep the like housekeeper and her husband yeah, to from fight them. coming up above the ba- basement and trying to fight them, trying to keep them. And like, there's this moment where the mother just kicks her and she falls down the stairs and, and kills her. hits her head. And that moment, I, I froze. I just like, oh, I didn't yeah. know what to do here. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was just absolutely stunning that just like the choreography of that the scene blocking is of, insane in oh, this movie so beautiful absolutely movies, batty yeah i love when i when films are theatrical not in mm-hmm. how they are over dramatic or how they feel like stage acting or how they you know like not even in that but in the way that you know that the director has some sort of like background or history in looking at a space and going mm-hmm. okay like what do we do with this space like right. this is the space that we're in let's do something with it um and the and there's you know a portion of it there's like there's a whole chunk of the movie where like three of the four members of the family are just under a coffee table mm-hmm. and those are some somehow some of the most hard-hitting moments in oh this whole gosh. movie because like the the rich ugh. the rich couple starts role-playing as poor yeah people and they're like ugh. oh this is so hot and so funny because yeah we're pretending to not have any money and all this ugh. and they're like it's disgusting it listening and to it is disgusting and the way that they talk about how poor people smell Mm -hmm. um and the way that they are just so ignorant they have the classism is Mm -hmm. has completely separated them from like what many many people go through and then there's even just like there's just that whole scene when the family finally is able to get out of there it's like torrential downpour and we're talking about how the people in like the slums and the people in the areas mm-hmm. where um they are having to live like below like ground level um all of their belongings get absolutely trashed absolutely ruined by this flood mm-hmm. and from like plumbing problems and then they all have to um live in or they all have to spend the night in kind of like this a shelter like rescue yeah. like emergency place the yeah night and before then um, a big impromptu birthday party yes but they well but they had this whole thing where like all like everyone here is on the same level of like oh yeah our lives were just ruined by this storm and then the next day mr kim is driving around this is park and she is on the phone with a friend of hers, and she's like, wasn't that rain so great? It just, like, it was just mm-hmm. perfect. It's exactly what we needed. We just needed that rain. And he was just like, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you so That's much. The moment, er, that and the moment where they're hiding under the coffee table, you, you hear him just truly, like, or you watch yeah. his face as he Ugh, is, his face. he's, he's done. He's, he's yeah. done. He yeah. has been on the I, bottom for so long, and these people don't deserve what they have. Mm-hmm. I have just such a soft spot in my heart for when I see an Asian dad in a movie <laughs> crying. <laughs> I just, I break down. I absolutely just break down. In um, that moment where he's under the coffee table, and they are talking about him, and they are talking about how bad he smells, and he slowly, under that coffee table, lifts up his shirt, and sniffs it himself and he just gets this look on his face where he's just like 
He's just overheard people shame him. Yeah, he's and so demoralized. And is, the reason that he's... Uh, and the reason that these things, you know, he, he doesn't have... Uh, or they live in a sub-basement. They, yeah. they live in the slums, the lowest of the low. Yeah. It's, everything's yeah. damp. Um, yeah. Ugh. And, yeah, and it just smells like that. Like, that's mm-hmm. just... Um, and even, like, even the way that this family has, like, I don't know, like, brought up even their children, like, their son noticing that they all smell the same. Mm-hmm. And then them going, no, it's just how all poor people smell or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, there's just, like, this... It's just, ugh, it's just fascinating um, how, yeah, and uh, I don't know, like, just, uh, <laughs> just the way it's that truly, they I mean, it's, just it's dehumanize everything. A, it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, yes. Can't recommend it enough. Um, it's also extremely sad. It's very sad. The very sad. end where you have realized that... So, so, like, so, a lot of yeah. stuff goes down at this birthday party. Well, we yeah. can get into that, I guess. Um, yeah, that's... I mean, we can just very quick overview. Mm-hmm. Someone escapes, some people die, and some people gotta run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. some people end up hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, that, that, the finish, the finish of this movie is so impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, the way Mr. Kim gets so mad at Mr. Park that he just kills him. It just, in a fit of rage, just kills him with a knife. And then he has to spend his the rest of his life in hiding. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, oh, irony, he is hiding in that basement of this home. And when you find, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, yeah. but when I found that out as an audience member, like when I saw um, his son going back to the home just to look at it and saw that light flickering, mm-hmm. um, because they set it up earlier in the movie um, of the crazy yeah. husband using that light to like signal to people or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when they go back and you see that light flickering and that moment in your heart as an audience member going, that means someone's in the basement. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That's where his dad is. Like, yeah. and, uh, and even like, cause it's a, it's a depressing movie because the ending feels kind of futile. So you, so you like, first of all, they lose Ki Jung, which. Yeah. Oof. Heartbreaking. Um, and then there, uh, the son is like, or not the, the, what's his name? Um, the kid, Da Song, yeah, um, oh, yeah. yeah, uh, the kid is having a seizure or something and, yeah. and, uh, meanwhile, Ki Jung's been stabbed and yeah. they're all, they're all like, come help us like what the hell like she doesn't matter yeah. like the tutor has is dying over here and they just don't yeah care. and they're yeah they're literally like we gotta go and oh he's like yeah. toss me the keys toss me the keys Oof. i mean that 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 ending and then so like when the son finally uh, in the end it feels so futile because he's like um someday i'm gonna make a lot of money and i'm gonna buy that house mm-hmm. Ugh. That part, the the fake out, uh-huh. the like, not e- and not even intentionally a fake out. It's just a dream yeah. that he has, of like, imagine the day that I buy that house, and all you have to do is walk upstairs, and you as not you like, I I allowed myself to be tricked because I wanted happiness so badly after that. Yeah. Like I watched that and I was like, oh, but you know, what he'll... a beautiful beautiful thing but then it cuts back and you're like oh yeah you're right he's never that's yeah, never gonna happen you'll know you know he he will never achieve that 
uh, he'll, he'll never be able to climb that ladder. And yeah. it's so well, sad. Yeah. But even that, like, moment of, like, no, like, even him writing the letter to his dad, I was like, how, how's he gonna, he's never gonna get that either. He's yeah. just writing it to write it. But then I had some, like, semblance of hope at the end of it, or at least this is the only thing I'm holding on to, where I thought, you know what? They were smart enough to maneuver and weasel their way into that house once. They can do it again. Yeah. Maybe. Except they don't have, you know, they, they lost yeah. so much. It's really sad. They did, but I don't know. It's just, gosh, this movie broke me. Whew. This movie really did, like, just like completely. Like, Bong Joon-ho has... A history of, you know, criticizing capitalism, mm-hmm. but whoo, this was a scorcher. This was, I, my body felt tingly for, like, a whole day after mm-hmm. this movie. Like, just that feel. Like, I literally was thinking about it all day at work the next day. Like, I couldn't mm-hmm. stop thinking about it. I haven't stopped I thinking about it. Stop. Ugh. Because, <sighs> there's just, I don't know, there's just so much about it. There's so many freaking layers it's the best like, picture of 2019. I That's just period. Can't. Yeah, I mean, I it's not number one on my list, but that's just because everything. If I could, if I could, there are six movies that would be at number one. It's mm-hmm. not like I think it's like less than necessarily. Yeah. It's just because I loved so many this year. But yeah, it's definitely. Oh my gosh, it. Yeah. It just really does just rip your heart out. And just, it does. That's it. Just and and it doesn't do. The thing that Waves does where it rips your heart out and then slowly puts you back together. No. This movie thinks, like, just slowly. You don't realize until the very end of the movie, but they're like, haha, we've been breaking your heart the whole time. And you just yeah, don't well, realize it. Yeah, well, we're having fun. Yeah. Until we're not. Yeah. Very much. like, oh my gosh, a heist. How fun. Very much like them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the Kims are having fun until they're not. Um, mm-hmm. because they're, they're social climbing and they're getting in there and they're pulling one over on mm-hmm. them. Um, but can you the- imagine just the summary of this movie being, they are having fun until they're not. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Um, yeah. no, the tagline is act like you own the place, which is hilarious. I love that. Which is all, yeah, that's also incredible. Um, what beautiful yeah. writing. Yeah. Uh, this movie, I am so excited it exists. I think it is truly, it, it's got a 4.5 on Letterboxd right now. Ugh. That is so high for Letterboxd. Yeah. That's incredible. It's like one of the highest rated movies on Letterboxd ever. Yeah. Which, obviously, it deserves it. Mm-hmm. It is number two in Letterboxd's top 250. Wow. The official top 250 narrative feature films and the only the godfather i rolled my eyes y'all didn't see it (laughs) it's okay um i'm glad that this is up there that's okay scorsese um yeah i yeah i'm just amazed i am floored i yeah my friend carson tweeted after she saw it and she said there is only um there life is only before parasite and after parasite (laughs) And I'm like, you know, you're not wrong. Yep. I mean, it's like, it's like I can't even compare it to other movies because it transcends that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, I I cannot compare it to another movie. 
I can't. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Bong Joon-ho Ugh. is a mastermind. He's a freaking genius. It's insane. A ge- and then even hearing his interviews, like hearing him talk about other cinema, mm-hmm. is just chef's kiss. Love it. Um, yeah. Gosh. Yes, we're part of the bomb hive. We are. Officially. Wow. God bless. Um, so yeah, those are three, uh, indie movies that we have seen recently. I've seen others. I, um, but those are the ones that we just needed to catch up on because we needed to discuss how much we've cried lately. Mm -hmm. Um, and in a good way, uh, yeah. And so, um, Hanloja has not seen Marriage Story and I have not seen Honey Boy. So we're going to do just a little brief. Yeah. Just a little like, Hey, here's why you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're gonna love Marriage Story because Adam Driver is the best working actor of our generation alive Ooh. right now, and he delivers some heartbreaking lines mm-hmm. in this film. And also, you get why not go uh, and watch Noah Bumbach's divorce play out on the screen mm-hmm. in front of you? Exactly. Why not? I mean, why not? Exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah, I have been seeing a lot of billboards for it. Um, I had a screening, uh, but depression, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it'd be like that sometimes, um, but yeah, I am looking forward to seeing Marriage Story for sure. Yes, Scarlett um, Johansson is absolutely incredible in it. Um, mm-hmm. Merritt Weaver is probably my favorite in it, though, and she has, like, one scene, but <laughs> she steals it. Also, Laura Dern. Wow. An, a, an Oscar her. for Laura Dern, please. Because she her. just steals every scene, too. So She is... Yes just oh she i don't know just she, she's america's mom you know she i'd be scared of her as my mom <laughs> yeah that's the point yes but yes but yes <laughs> uh so tell me about honey boy because i'm very excited about it okay so honey boy is a movie that when you're watching it you feel like you're watching something you're not supposed to oh um, i love that I mean, you're kind of watching Shia LaBeouf's catharsis happen in present day right now as he's mm-hmm. making the movie, it feels like. Um, he plays his own father. It is not subtle. <laughs> right, um, yes. And, um, yeah, so anyway, Lucas Hedges plays a young, angry, uh, young adult Shia LaBeouf in rehab. Um, mm. And... Uh, then he had Noah, oh, what's his last name? Noah Jupe plays, um, child Shia, and we flash back and forth between the two as, um, Lucas Hedges. too much. Yeah. Well, we flash back and forth between the two as Lucas Hedges is working through the trauma of his childhood. Mm. Um, so it, this movie is very dreamy. Um, there are a lot of scenes that you, um, you don't know what's real and what's not. It's super great. great. Um, I really loved it. It was super emotional. Um, it is not as light as the trailer would have you think, but it is. Oh, wonderful. Stunning. Um. Best, uh, best cloud movie of the year, would you say? Yes, easily. (laughs) It's not even close. (laughs) Love that. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. So whenever we see, um, each of those, we'll just have to tell each other. Um, 
because yeah, Marriage Story wrecked me in the best mm. way, as Noah Bumbach usually does um, when he writes about his own life. Last time, no, the last time I watched a movie that Noah Bumbach wrote and directed based off of his own life and divorce, it was The Squid and the Whale, um, starring Jesse Eisenberg, and I uh, had to talk about it in therapy. <laughs> Someone, is he okay? Someone so, needs to talk to him. I don't know. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. He's like in love now and all that. Oh, so. that's good. That's good. I think, so Marriage Story um, is kind of like, in the same way that um, her was an apology to Sofia Coppola about, and with like the Lost in Translation, like Spike Jones, like that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, I guess this movie is Noah Bumbach's apology, like public apology to his ex-wife um Hmm. so and it feels like that it feels it feels like that so that's sad yeah it's sad (laughs) that's the theme folks (laughs) the theme here is sad family dynamics we love to see it yes we've got a theme between waves jojo rabbit um Honey Boy, Marriage Story, Parasite. Yeah, just sad families. Yeah, so you know what? Uh, We are fine, and we do, we, yeah, we definitely don't need therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Please tweet us at Pod. ask us if we're okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the jury is still out. No, yeah, I think that after these movies, I feel like this season, um, award season is so strong, and I... I had been dissing on 2019 for the first few months. I was like, actually, the first half yeah. of 2019. I it was, was like, very. It's a slow start. It's dry. It um, was a slow start for sure. But the awards contenders this year are so varied and cool. It's very cool how different they all are. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I for one am thrilled and excited to uh, see what happens. But mostly just happy that these movies exist um, because yes. there's so much inventiveness. And, um, I have a lot of joy in the fact that, you know, films like these are being made. Yes. Um, so, we are nearing the end of our episode. We have been talking for an hour and a half, but what can you do? We needed to catch up on some indie films, because, come on. Come on. Come on. We had to. This is our brand. Um, this, this is our brand, being sad about movies. Pretentious. in, In the best way. Yes. Um, yeah, you guys, listen, we, we know, we know that our best episodes are about, you know, the Joker. Yeah. (laughs) But, but this is what we love to talk about. So Mm -hmm. just give, just give us that. Okay. Just give that to us. Um, so we are going to take a quiz, um, that is going to be, we're going to take a quiz that is family themed. Because, you know, why not? Yeah. Um, yes. And we are both going to individually take this quiz because okay. we, um, so the quiz is we can guess, we can guess what kind of family you grew up in. <laughs> oh, okay. So we are going to therapy. Cool. We, oh no. Um, yes, but it's a BuzzFeed quiz, so it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. 
So, what do you like to do in your spare time? Study, work out, hang with friends and family, or go to the mall? Well, I don't love any of those things. Yeah, all I do fair. is study, <laughs> so that's just what I'm going to put. Yeah, I'm going to put hang with friends and family, because we know I don't do any of the rest of the things. Okay, <laughs> you're craving a snack. What do you pick? So, these are french fries, but someone's eating them with a fork. Um, Psychopath. <laughs> and then... There's oranges, uh, granola, and chocolate. I'm picking the fries, dude. Um, I'm gonna go granola, you know, since it would usually yeah, be LA. fries, but my tummy. Oh, but then I was, thought you were gonna be like, but then I moved to LA. No, th- um, there's an in and out right down the street. It wouldn't be high right, for me to yes. get fries. <laughs> How many siblings do you have? Oh, wait, we've been to that in and out together. Two. Two. Yes, um, we have. I have two siblings. Okay, what is your favorite color? Yellow, green, uh, blue, or a different blue? <laughs> That's a weird question. <laughs> I know. I'm going to go with this blue. I'm going to go with yellow. Okay. Um, what kind of school did or do you go to? Private school, homeschool, public school? Public school. Public school. I ain't never been Pick... to a private school. <laughs> I have. Uh, I used to go to private school when I was in elementary school. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, pick a show on Netflix. Thirteen Stranger Reasons Things. Why. Gossip Girl, Stranger Things are on my block. Oh, I'm going Gossip Girl. <laughs> um, <Okay>. what is <laughs> what is your go-to social media app? Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or none? Where is Letterboxd? Going, right? <laughs> I'm going Instagram. Where's Twitter? I oh guess I have gosh. to too, but it's Twitter. Yeah. It is. It's Twitter. Okay. Um, wow. For the first time. Almost ever, that's a lie. But BuzzFeed got mine a little wrong. <laughs> um, how? Tell me how correct, it, like, yours is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Mine is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, read me yours. Um, mine says that I grew up in a family like the one from Parasite, a close family. Oh, well, me too. That's so annoying. I hate when this happens. BuzzFeed, I hate you it. suck. I'm so mad when we this answer free very different things. <laughs> this is just, uh, we need to talk about this now in therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just, we took the, the same quiz and did different answers and then got the same answer. And I guess it's just, uh... it says you're super close with your family and you still enjoy spending quality time together. We bet you're pretty creative too. What like the family mean? from Parasite. I'm... Like the <laughs> quality time they just couldn't be apart and that's they're very creative yes yeah all right guys well that's uh that's our family dynamics for you hope you enjoyed um tune in next time because we are going to have a super fun episode we like to have at least one like help you during the seasonal depression episode every year so you know we're gonna be doing that next time so tune in for that um, what movie are you looking forward to? Oh, geez. Oh, geez. I hadn't thought about this Mine's question. just, I'm just gonna answer Honey Boy, cause... Oh. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to Marriage Story, cause I don't wanna be sad. <laughs> Is that... Yeah. That's true. I'm not, like, um, looking actually, forward to it, per se. Yeah. I, I might, I think the movie, I ha- already have tickets to Star Wars. <laughs> so. Yep. Yep. Yay. Very that. excited. Um, that is the one. Um, 
that yeah, I'm excited for that. I Jeez, what what Cats, haven't I seen? I feel musical. so privileged. I really had a great um You did. You know, I I really had a great week in terms of um in terms movies. of movies. I I feel yeah. incredibly blessed. I uh, Oh, Knives Out. I haven't seen that. Oh, I am excited for Knives Out. Yes. Love me yeah, some Ryan Johnson. I'm very excited. Same. I bless. Love him. I All right. Him. Well, great. All right. I'm going to It's been fun talking to you um more for this recording than we have spoken to each other in months. <laughs> yeah, I am so excited. <laughs> and we have to... a podcast together. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to go back to research. For law school. Oh, fine. I'm gonna take a nap. Mm, good. Self-care. So, but then I have dinner plans, so, you know, I'm I'm socialed out, but we'll, we'll recharge right now. Hate it for this. you. Alright, my dude. Um, thank you. For, for, I don't know. Thank you just for being here. Thank Aww. you for that doing this. That is how this. the cinema rolls, my guy. It is how the Oh, I have a cinnamon roll in my car right now. I've gotta go get it. Oh, this is, is not you? a joke. This isn't a bit. No, I, I literally, there is a cinnamon roll that I left in my car. I've got to go get it. And, and, okay, go and, get that cinnamon roll, cinnamon roll. Yes. And that is how the cinnamon rolls. Yes. Goodbye. Bye.